and at zero cost whatsoever, we bring you Steve Vines, Mark One. How are you? I, I'm that expensive. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, well, talking of zero cost, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what they call a segue. I learned that word the other day. I'm really chuffed to be using it here on the public radio service. Good boy. Yeah. So, um, what's happening? Yes. So, the speaking clock comes out as she does You're talking Tuesday. about the press conference. Isn't we're we <laughs> are talking about the uh, chief executive in name only, the CNO, uh, Carrie, what's her name, who, who comes out every Tuesday to make a press conference. And, um, you know, people sort of sitting there going, oh, oh, wake me up, she's still talking, wake me up. But actually this week, and nobody spotted it because everybody was fast asleep. Less and less people are broadcasting these. <laughs> yeah, they, they are. Uh, is that a, my imagination? I don't know. Um, it, it is, you know, if if you say the same thing repeatedly in that sort of charismatic and uh, what's-it way that she has about her, maybe uh, it makes an effect. But anyway, this week, in, in the middle of her speaking clock session, you know, the time now is one thirty point whatever, she said, um, I am listening to the demands of the protesters but I disagree with them Fair that's enough. actually quite I thought that was quite okay that is allowed still that, that is allowed that was, now, nobody noticed it because it's Carrie Lamb and nobody notices her poor shame but I have to say in the middle of all of this and things are undoubtedly not favourable at the moment I think that's the that's the the most low you're, level you're way. doing that br br british thing yes. of just trying to make a joke of everything yes. aren't you hurrah <laughs> yes hurrah but but there, there, there was i mean there was a fantastic moment when you remember how she's going to be humbly listening to all shades of opinion that blinking word that humbly humbly i'm humbly going to be listening she's humbly going to be listening and it, it turns out that she actually's launched this dialogue thing which of course we have high hopes for so she gets these people or as it turns out, she doesn't get these people, these youth. You know, the liaison office them. gets them. <laughs> and they even had a commissar who who shall be um who shall remain nameless. I'm just trying to look up his name now. Um, sitting in the room. Oh yes, Chen Lin. Who was sitting there sort of making sure nobody misspoke. So she thought, I'll get a cross section of youth along to, to speak to me. So she got <laughs> God, sorry, I'm just going to read out. You really some. don't have to say this. I, mean, I do. You know, I do. I've got to read out some of the names of the people who were there. I know. They had the Outstanding Young Persons Association, the Hong Kong Playgrounds Association, representatives of therefrom, the Junior Chambers International Hong Kong. I mean, you know, a representative cross section of people out on the streets. This was not. No. And you know, you just wonder what goes through that woman's mind well admittedly as because she's the CNO and she is not in control these people are all handpicked by the liaison office to turn up but I mean what is the purpose of that you you, you say I'm going to talk to the protesters but not with anybody none who of, disagrees with me none of them want to turn up because they'll all get bubbled and the well, they're, they're petrified so 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 they had um, some other hapless idiot from something called the third way which I think is that path which says uh, a deep cliff at the other end. Anyway, the third wave person said, uh, oh, yes, sir. Uh, um, he, he, what did he say? He, he was asked whether he had been in a protest, and he sort of said, well, he may have been, but he disapproved of them. And I thought, oh, well, fair dues. There's someone who may have been, um, and they're all too See, much. what are you supposed to say to that? Well, I think what you're it's supposed to say is... Orwellian. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, you know, 
give me the money, I'll wave a flag. Did, um, did, did, was I, this held in room 101 by any chance? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it sounds like it. Where's the trust? It does sound like it. So, I mean, if, you, if you're going to start a dialogue, and please, give me a break, or it's apparently not a dialogue, it's now called a platform. When I was a youth, a platform was something you stood on, but never mind. Um... Uh, you know, at least give it some scintilla, just a scintilla, I'm not asking, it's not a big ask of credibility, but we don't seem to be getting any of that. But anyway, anyway, let's get, get down to basics. What well, if you were told to do this, you absolutely didn't want to do it, but you were told to have event X, Y and Z, you have no choice. I'm just saying what if. Well, you might do what Macron has done in France. In fact, they keep talking about it. And really get up the Brazilian guy's hooter. Yeah. No, I was thinking of his dialogue with, right, with, yeah. with the with the yellow vests or, or, or around the country. I mean, the first thing he did was he said, OK, the main point of aggravation is this petrol tax. Let's deal with that. OK. And then we've got something to talk about. So he deals with it. I'm not saying whether he's right or wrong to deal with it, but he dealt with it. He said, OK, we'll scrap that. I mean, Carrie Lamb's basic basic response to dialogue is, we can talk about anything you like, but I've already told you I don't agree to any of your demands. So, you know, anything you like, sick, sick rabbits, I'm happy to talk about it, you know. Um, so so what... Um, what he did, le, Mr. Monsieur le Président, is he went round the country and there were people who disagreed with him there. I know this is a novel concept, that when you have a dialogue, you don't just have people who agree with you. He did it in public, which of course you do. I mean, for goodness sake, to do these things in secret is, is beyond batty. So he goes around the country, speaks to people. Now, it had mixed results, but it had one very big result, which is that the streets are not aflame. The people are not out every weekend as they were the right police aren't out you know etc etc it did calm the situation so what does that tell you about where we are now what it tells you is and remember the Sino has no involvement in this because she's just a cipher for whatever order she's getting from across the border or, or over there in western what does this tell you it tells you that the communist party and let's not start all this nonsense about, you know, this, this, this. It's the Communist Party. The Chinese Communist Party does not want to defuse the detention. It does not want to have a dialogue. It does not want to make concessions. It wants to crush the movement. We're not talking about the cuddly toy association of Beijing here. We're talking about the Chinese Communist Party, which has form. It has very substantial form in these matters. So, at first, I think it was a bit bemused by these protests and the general attitude up in Beijing is, oh, you know, they'll get fed up with it. It doesn't, you know, they'd sort of listen to all the goons here who said, oh, nobody in Hong Kong really supports these protests. It will go away in 10 minutes. Well, you know, that didn't work. Then they tried, um, oh, we'll have a few little protests of our own. So, you know, various people were paid to organise protests. Well, that didn't work. And then, of course, the only tactic they had was... was Use the police, use the police, use the police. So the police then have become the, the only functioning part of the government, the only part of the government that is responding to the protests. And guess what? That's not working either. So, you know, they say, oh, all right, we'll use bigger water cannon, we'll use more tear gas, we're, we're ordering new protective suits from mainland suppliers, and now as we heard in the bulletin just a few moments ago, 
you know, there's these reports of troop movements around Hong Kong to share, you know, to scare the Watsits out of the citizenry. The only thing that you know about what's going on is this, is that at every turn you get, we have bigger weapons than you, brackets, true. Mm -hmm. We have more people armed and trained to, you know, bang you on the head, brackets, true, etc., etc. We don't have any way of addressing what the protests are about. We're not mm -hmm. going to be doing that because, you know, we don't do that. We're the Chinese Communist Party. So that's all we know. And I wish these people were clucking around going, oh, there's a middle way. You know, why don't they, why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? You know, it is entirely true that if tomorrow um, you got um, uh, Carrie Lam, <laughs> whatever her name is, um, standing up and said, okay, all right, the bill who was drawn, we'll have an independent inquiry. Um, it would actually help to diffuse the situation, but she's not allowed to do that. The, 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 talk, the, talk about devil in the deep blue sea. Yeah, yeah, she ain't allowed to do that. Well, whether she wants to do that, we don't know, but then it really doesn't matter what she does or doesn't want to do. I mean, she hasn't got the guts, even if she did want to do it, to go to Beijing and said, oh, by the way, I'm chief executive of Hong Kong. Yeah, really, that's going, work, Steve. And they're going, oh, shut up. Here's your orders. Well, I'm, I said, shut up. Are you not listening? Is carefully? this a grand case of be careful what you wish for? Over the well, years, in what sense? In what you mean in getting rid of her? Over the years, I've intermittently said, "Who's the happiest man in Hong Kong?" Except he's on the beach in Acapulco with a martini, <laughs> John Jung, and that's kind of come true, I think. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't seem to be a sad, uh, a sad person. So we we have um, we have a communication here by electronic mail from Marge, who who, who points out some graffiti, which says seven k for a house like cell. And you think you are here? You're we we out here are scared of jail. Hmm. Repeated appeals from the rich and successful of Hong Kong are pointless and perhaps counterproductive, as the youth might prepare the unrest to generate a SARS-like effect in the economy. They might see this as their only opportunity to get ahead by breaking the cycle and the system, which they see as a wall, excluding them from um, the benefits of Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't care, but they don't have a stake in society. They actually really care because they can't get a stake in society. I hope that proves. Uh, I hope that Hong Kongers are still seeking opportunities in adversity, <laughs> but start saving for that deposit. Thanks, Marsh. I mean, it, it. It's an interesting point, isn't it? I mean, you, 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 you have a whole generation of people who whose economic prospects, frankly, are not good, whose hope hopes of owning a home etc etc are, are below zero somewhere and always has been for and them for them yes i mean the great unwashed of hong kong are the great unwashed of hong kong and it's true you get all these tycoons putting adverts in the newspaper going I, 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 well peace security violence you know whatever the communist party tells them to write so you know all you do is alienate these people but i think i think he is wrong in oh, she is wrong rather in in one respect which is the she whatever whatever <laughs> we're we're multi what's it here we're equal opportunity broadcaster That's right. um um in in one respect that i don't actually think that at the former uh, at the forefront of people's minds are the economic issues they're certainly there they're certainly uh, rumbling in the background like a bad smell but but at the moment people are really really focused on the political and social issues mm. and 
I mean, I've now spent a very, very large amount of time talking to people involved in the protests, and this always seems to be their priority. They do not talk about the inequality of Hong Kong. They don't talk about the fact that they can't get a deposit for a house. I mean, maybe I'm asking the wrong questions, but when you spontaneously say why you, or, or rather when you ask them why you're here, they spontaneously say it's about this, that and the other, and yeah. they're all connected with political and con what you might call constitutional issues. People start using those really condescending tones with words like livelihood, yeah. well-being. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, yeah. Stability. I mean, by all means, by all means, let's get going on creating a more equitable society. By all means, do something to kick the big property uh, developers in the parts where it hurts. Um, but, you know, none of that is going to happen. None mm. of that is going to happen. Mm. So, um, in the meantime, there are actually things that could be done to make people happier about Hong Kong society. And as I say, the Communist Party has decided that none of that is going to happen because the people of Hong Kong have had the temerity to rebel. And what must be really depressing to them, and if they look at the latest um, opinion poll results, is that the support for the protests has, if anything, marginally increased. It just hasn't gone down. I mean, their narrative that all we're talking about these days is violence, 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 let's condemn violence, violence is unacceptable. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We can all kind of agree with that. But most people say, yes, but uh, could you now please, just for once, actually talk about the substantive issue? And they go, no, 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 we can't talk about that because we're talking about violence. So, you know, it's, it's a dialogue of the deaf, the determinedly death and the absolute stone-cold dead. Right here on Radio 3. Well, it's 20 to 11, still in with Steve Vines. Off you go. Now. Now. Okay. Well, so here we have this sort of white terror, as the protesters, I think, rightly call it, running through Hong Kong's companies. You know, the, the idea used to be that... Um, <coughs> as long as you were making money and you just got on with your Get business, with it. Yeah. it was, you know, leave you alone. But of course, we're back to party before profit again. So the Communist Party insists that businesses take out adverts uh, condemning the protests, sack people involved in the protests, get named and shamed in true Cultural Revolution style. Yeah, this is not new stuff. This is, is not. This yeah. is this is right back to the Cultural Revolution. I mean, I see that the overseas edition of the People's Daily yesterday was busy. I mean, this is really odious. Was busy naming and shaming individual teachers yeah. in Hong Kong. I mean, we're, we are actually right back to the 1960s, and that worked really well, both for Hong Kong and for the entire. People's Republic of China. So, well done, boys. Thank you for that. But just getting back to the, the you know, I mean, people are now getting really teed off with, with Cathay for sacking all these people, with the MTR for closing stations at the time of demonstrations. So they're saying, oh, we, 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 we're going to boycott them. Well, let's, let's look at the reality of Hong Kong. The reality is there is only one mass transit system. If you want to leave Hong Kong by an aeroplane, you more or less, more or less, not entirely, but more or less are compelled to use Cathay because it's the, it has a virtual monopoly over particularly the Asian routes. So, you know, the bulk of routes um, that uh, are available to international airlines are limited by the fact that Cathay has so many of them. So, and if you want to boycott one of the big banks, you know, HSBC, 
standard people charters. have always hated them yeah though. <laughs> i mean but but the reason that they carry on is not because they're wonderful i mean I've, have you ever heard anybody saying oh my god i really love hsbc no 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 it's nothing to do with that it's because there is no choice yeah. you go to one part of the monopoly or the duopoly or the oligopoly or you go to another part and this is part of the hong kong story is people feel impotent you know you cannot boycott the MTR. It's, it's actually unrealistic if you want to get from A to B to most places. It's true there are buses, but as we all know, if everybody went on the buses, boy, that, w that wouldn't work either. So you've got a, you've got a society which is dominated by these uh, monopolistic arrangements, and it comes home to roost when the Communist Party tells the big um, conglomerates you know, you've got to stand behind us in this matter. You've got to condemn. That's the exactly people, it, though, Steve. I mean, Hong Kong. If if what we're hearing is true, they have been told. Now, what would you do if you were one of those companies? I, I a tough I, one. I huh? think it's a very tough one. I mean, I don't. I mean, but I I think there is a way out of this, and and it was shown by Michael Kaduri of of the Peninsula Group and uh, Central Light and Power, uh, China Light and Power, rather, um, who who took out a very interesting advert in. Um, in the paper, I think it was only in the South China Morning Post, who incidentally didn't make any editorial mention of it whatsoever, which I find interesting, but never, never mind. And what he said was, you know, he pointed out that his family had come here, had been taken in as refugees by Hong Kong, and, you mm -hmm. know, they, they've always believed in Hong Kong. And he said, you know, we're devoted to the future of Hong Kong, we're not going to move away. And instead of condemning people, he said, you, we have confidence in the youth of Hong Kong. Now, I don't think that was an advert dictated by the Communist Party of China. But, I mean, they, they said take out adverts, and he, he presumably, or his people, I don't know who, who wrote that thing, um, said, well, if they're thinking that we'll do a full frontal kowtow, they're going to be disappointed, but we will respond to them. Maybe if only other people in the business community had the smallest scintilla of backbone this would make a difference because mm -hmm. one thing that the, the, the Communist Party seems to have found out in Hong Kong is hit those people and they will crumble. They will, you know, a obeisance is never enough. I mean, you saw what happened at, at particularly at Cathay. I mean, they have enormous powers That's to exactly cripple it. Cathay. They could stop flights over it. <clears throat> they could virtually make sure that, that the equity not currently controlled by Air China becomes controlled by them. I mean, they could do terrible things to Cathay. And Cathay had had the option of saying, we are an international airline, we want international credibility, we've got to think of both our customers and our staff. They probably but did. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, why not? I, 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 think, I think the scene of kowtowing on the floor was the scene I'm that trying actually here. took I'm place. Trying. I don't know. Go no, with no, me. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't in the room when um, Melvin Soir went up to Beijing to pray, I mean, to um, talk to the Communist Party. Um, but um, I have a vague idea of what happened. Okay. And, you know, they're now actually, they've gone, they've gone so far as to say that their members of their staff don't have the same <coughs> uh, rights and freedoms as the rest of the people in Hong Kong. They just say you cannot even communicate on social media your own views. I mean, that... <laughs> Is know? any of this a surprise to you? I mean, we can I talk about the, everything I you read think, in the I papers anytime. I think the, the level at which, the level of the kowtow is a little surprising to me. Mm -hmm. I thought that there might be some hint 
some hint of backbone, but, you know, call me naive. Oh, okay, I'm mm -hmm. naive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what's also interesting in the international arena is, which hasn't been, I think, sufficiently commented on, has been the way that at the G7 meeting in Beirut, which has just finished earlier this week, one of the few tangible points of agreements between the major powers who are assembled there was about Hong Kong. I mean, the idea that Hong Kong would ever be mentioned in a G7 communique is pretty damn surprising. Mm. Most of the big issues of the day, climate change, um, trade wars, they decided it was just too difficult, they couldn't issue a communique about it. But over Hong Kong, the major powers of the world do have something to say and it's a warning to the People's Republic that, you know, if you crush Hong Kong, the world will be watching. Now, what the world will do, I don't know. But it is a significant thing. It's an unprecedented thing for mm. Hong Kong. It's actually unprecedented for such a small place <coughs> to be the subject of, of a communique like that at the end of a meeting of the leaders. And, I mean, I don't know what effect it has in Beijing. Maybe it makes them even more annoyed, but... They're pragmatic people. I mean, they, 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 they will bully where they can bully. They will stamp where they will stamp. They will scream where they can scream. But if they come across an international community that says, you know, you want to do that, uh, there'll be a price for that. Are they talking about Hong Kong because of Hong Kong or because of Trump's trade ups and downs? I think most of the... Uh, well, Trump maybe. I mean, God knows what goes on in that man's mind. But um, the rest of them, I think, um, are not enamoured with the trade war. I mean, even even his tame poodle in, in, in London, Boris Johnson, sort of said, well, I'm like, maybe, maybe, wah, 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 just almost, enter, quite, right? almost. <laughs> if I enter a sheep-like comment on this, we're in favour of <laughs> world peace. I mean, trade peace. I mean, you know, even the little little poodle in Hong Kong, in, in London, um, so had some strenuous things to say about Hong Kong. So I think that it's not about the trade well, war. I do think, I do think that people around the world have been genuinely affected by this. Yeah. It is extraordinary the degree to which Hong Kong is now on the map. I mean, for, for the reason of its people. Mm. It's, it's quite interesting. They don't get it. They're now getting absolutely petrified of the fact that everywhere you go around the world, nobody believes the narrative, the official narrative. I mean, the Sino and people like that don't even, they don't even engage with the international community. So, you know, obviously they're not listened to, but, but Beijing is still trying. Mm -hmm. I think that Beijing has suddenly realised and, you know, they think, oh, here's a clever move. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in global times. That's something which hits everybody's doorstep in Hartlepool. Mm. <laughs> and we'll make more and yeah. more rabid statements. I mean, who, who actually does read that? Can we, <coughs> Colin has sent me, one, two, three, four, an email, no, with three words in it, Go right? On. And it's just made me think, is this in some way a, a, a writing of smaller wrongs that have festered in Hong Kong people's minds for ages? Here's one. Colin just writes to me, HK Transport. He writes, bring on Uber. <laughs> now, not just Uber... Well, it's not just all, all that it he, stands I think for, what Colin is saying is bring on competition. And, yes. yes. And, and, and I think, Colin, yeah. um, you're just going on from what Steve was yeah, saying. Absolutely. This is writing something that's been a wrong for it, a long, it, long time. It is a wrong. Is, it this is, what you it call, is. is this what you call a crisis? I mean, the true meaning of the word meaning big change. I, yeah, I think it is. You know, that, 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 big change. that slogan, that slogan which uh, you hear on the streets every single day of the week, revolution of our times, it is that. I mean, it is... 
challenging. I mean, what's a revolution? You know, people go, oh, revolution means violence. Well, actually, not necessarily. We've had you've had the internet revolution, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So See, what we're talking about is challenging the fundamentals of the way that Hong Kong society is organised, of the cosy monopolistic agreements, of the of the the, the cliques of the same boring dead people mm. who run this place, etc., etc. Let me take you off on a bit of a sideline here. The, the, um, the language that news guys are using in this various... A lot of it's got historical reference. I'm reminded, a couple of weeks ago, somebody wrote into me and said, your, your news guys are using the word thug. And that's a historical thing, because obviously thug indicates... I think it's actually an Indian thing. But yeah. it, was a ba it was a gang of murder assassins, yeah. wasn't it? Something, yeah. The thuggy, something like yeah. that, anyway. But the point being, do news people have to be very careful the actual language they use... In, it is. I mean, it is. It is a total minefield. Yeah. I I read a report of a demonstration in Sham Shui Po. Yeah. Person B reads the same report, and their takeaway from it is entirely different. Mm. Let's just cut the what's it. Mm. Society is polarized. People are going to see every event entirely through of their own prism. Will. So somebody who is a supporter of the protests will take very strong objection to the use of the word thug. But it is a very pointedly biased word, if you think about it. It is. That's what but, I'm but interested what I, what in. I'm, I think I'm also saying is, is, as someone in the old word business, yeah. it's quite difficult to find adequate neutral words to describe this. It really this. is, isn't it? It really is. So, you know, it's difficult. I mean, this is just at the, if you like, the logistical level of it. But it's also difficult when you have this I'm high just trying degree to get of off the rant. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> use it is. It is. It is difficult, and and as I say, it is really interesting how how when you've got this level of um, polarization, yeah. that nothing is neutral. You know, all these people who go primly go, oh, I'm marching down the third way. I, I see this both sides of the argument. Oh, go away. You're irrelevant. Yeah. Go and do something with your hands that isn't entirely favoured in polite society. What sort of rules were there when you were writing on London newspapers, when it came to protests, when it came to 80s, minors, punch-ups, yes. the whole bit? Did you have rules? It, it, it is quite interesting. I mean, I did cover the minor strike, so I do know about this. Yeah. Um, you had to be extremely careful. Yeah. There wasn't a rule book as such, um, but I, I, I think, you know, in that sort of wonderful British way, you know, they'd sort of say, you know, you must exercise good sense, old chap. Well, actually, I kind of like that, that attitude that, um, you know, you do rely on people to behave sensibly when they're reporting these things. Did you see that thing doing the rounds? <laughs> and it's as old as the hills, but it said if somebody tells you it's raining and somebody tells you it's not, it's not your job to report both of them. It's your job to, to open look out the, the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. On. Brilliant. We'll yeah. leave it there. Nice one, Steve. Cheers. We've got two weeks off, haven't we, from you? Yeah. I'll just empty chair you. Yeah. Who could possibly that, replace? That's so, so needed. <laughs> Have a good one. See you later. <laughs>